We are back. Thanks for tuning in to the Lord of the Storm. I'm Dan Parr, and today we are going through Romans chapter 5. My reading will come from the easy-to-understand-and-read version that I've recorded and made available to you on Amazon.com. All right, are you ready to have your mind blown in less than three minutes? Martin Luther said this about Romans 5. In the whole Bible, there is hardly another chapter which can equal this triumphant text. That's a weighty statement to live up to. So, what is it about this chapter that Martin Luther declares the most triumphant in the entire Bible? Let's pray and ask God to help us understand. Father, we know all of your word is important, but help us to pay particular attention to this chapter as it has been declared to be one of the most triumphant in the entire Bible. Open our ears so that we can clearly hear you speak to us today. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Romans 5. Since we are justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. Through Him, we also have our access, by the faith in His grace in which we stand. We rejoice in hope of the glory of God. Not only this, but we also rejoice in our sufferings, knowing that suffering produces perseverance, and perseverance produces character, and character produces hope. And hope doesn't disappoint us, because God's love has been poured into our hearts through the Holy Spirit who was given to us. For while we were weak, at just the right time, Christ died for the ungodly. For one would rarely die for a righteous person, yet maybe for a good person, someone might dare to die. But God showed us His love toward us in that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Even more, now that we are justified by His blood, we will also be saved from God's wrath through Him. For if while we were still his enemies, and yet were reconciled with God through the death of his Son, we will even more be saved by his life, since we have been reconciled. Not only is this so, but we also rejoice in God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom we now have received the reconciliation. Just as sin entered the world through one man, and death through sin, so also death was passed on to all men, because all of us have sinned. There was sin in the world before the law came, but no one was charged with it because there was no law. Nevertheless, death reigned from Adam until Moses, even over those whose sins weren't like Adam's sin, who is a foreshadowing of him who was to come. But the free gift isn't like the sin. For if by the sin of one many died, much more did God's grace and the gift by the grace of the one man, Jesus Christ, overflow to the many. The gift isn't passed on like sin, which was given through one man. For the judgment came by one and led to condemnation. But the free gift came after many sins and leads to justification. For if by the sin of one person death reigned through the one, so much more will those who receive the abundance of grace and the gift of righteousness reign in life through the one, Jesus Christ. So then, as through one sin all men were condemned, even so, through one act of righteousness, all men were justified to life. For as through the one man's disobedience many were made sinners, even so, through the obedience of the one, many will be made righteous. The law came in that the sin might increase, but where sin increased, grace increased exceedingly more. That as sin reigned in death, even so, grace might reign through righteousness to eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. And there it is, the most triumphant text in the whole New Testament, in Martin Luther's opinion. What do you think? Do you agree? Obviously, there was much in here that stood out to Luther. I think for me, the biggest takeaways were Paul's, again, 
thorough explanation that it is only through Jesus that we can have peace with God. He says a little later in this chapter that through Jesus, we are saved from wrath. And when I pause to think a moment about that, I can see what Luther is talking about. We are, in our fallen state, sinners. We are going to be judged. Our actions in this life are going to determine where we spend eternity. And this is a pass or fail test. There is no bell curve. We are not going to be judged on how much better or worse we are than someone else. One of the things people will do is compare themselves to the worst person they know of. So if you ask them if they think they're going to heaven, they'll say yes, because they're not as bad as Hitler. Yeah, that's a pretty low standard they hold themselves to. But if you flip that and ask, well, do you think that you've lived a more righteous life than Billy Graham or Mother Teresa? They'll admit they haven't. You can then point out that even Billy Graham would argue that without Christ, he has, he had, no chance of heaven on his own. Paul says it clearly in this chapter. It's only through Jesus that we have peace with God, have access to God, and are saved from God's wrath. And I believe that is what had Martin Luther so fired up about this chapter. He knew he was going to have to stand before the judgment seat of God, just like you and I will have to do one day. And if he were found to be without Jesus, he was going to suffer God's judgment. But the good news of this chapter is that as verse 8 says, God shows his love towards us in that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. We do not have to suffer God's wrath. It is completely avoidable. When we recognize that our actions have put us on the path to hell and that there is only one way off that path through Jesus, that is amazing news. And it's a free gift that is available to everyone. And that's one of the reasons why Luther gave such high praise for this chapter. Let's pray. Father, like Martin Luther, we praise you for the good news revealed in this chapter. Help us to live each day in that celebration, knowing that our sins are forgiven and we will not be under your judgment because of what Jesus has done for us by dying on the cross then rising again. If there's anyone who is listening who hasn't made that decision to accept Jesus as their sin substitute, guide them, Lord, so they can turn away from sin and turn towards you. We ask in Jesus' name, amen. That'll wrap up things for today. But I invite you to come back again tomorrow and we'll see what the Lord has in store for us then. Thanks for listening today. God bless.